Hey, good morning, you guys. I hope and pray that everything is going great for you uh, on this beautiful Sunday morning. Uh, today I'm out of town. Uh, I am gone for the week. Uh, Tim from Park Springs is with us here live at Burlington Christian Church. And uh, so um, I am happily fishing in Florida with my brothers, Bob, Paul, Mike, Steve. You know, the boys are here. And um, uh, guys, go ahead and say hi to uh, everybody. <laughs> um, you, you have heard, you've heard of uh, these fishermen, right? Peter and James and John and Andrew. Well, uh, these two are God's fishermen. Bobby and Frankie and Paulie and Miguel and Steve-O and, of course, John. I know, it sounds more like a mafia, uh, the mafia, doesn't it, than it does fishermen. But if all goes well this week, and if all goes well today, we will be headed uh, to the Keys, to the Keys, to uh, fish with my good buddy. We're going to go invade, uh, uh, the Naples are going to go invade George Adrian's charter in the Keys and uh, have a great time there fishing with my good friend George. This, George and I caught this uh, on a past trip. This fish is a super cool fish. This is uh, called a parrot fish, and he's got like human teeth. It's, it's the craziest thing ever. One of the coolest fish you will ever catch. Um, so we're going to go down to the Keys and do some offshore fishing with Georgie. So try not to be too jealous of that. Uh, it's, it's, it's for this reason, this fishing week reason that the title of our sermon today, if you haven't guessed already, is called fish on fish on, you know, fish on fish on is a great term. It, it is a really good term. If you think about the idea of fish on, it's got a couple meanings on one hand, it means let's keep fishing, right? Keep playing, play ball, play, uh, play on, fish on. Just let's keep going and keep going. Like every fisherman wants to just keep going. They don't want to hang it up. They don't want to quit. One more cast, one more flip, one more fish. You know, it's always one more with fishermen. In fact, uh, this one time, <laughs> this one fish story, this one time that I'll never forget, it's been branded into my life forever. I'm living up north, I'm in high school, this is a long time ago, and I'm fishing with my brother Frank, Frankie, Frankie. And uh, we're, we're, we're fishing in the river. Chest waders, it's, uh, it, it's a river, so we're working our way up. We are trying to snag with a three-pronged hook, we're trying to snag salmon. So we're in the river, walking up the river, trying to snag salmon. And uh, it's a wintry, cold day up near Buffalo. This is not summertime. This is cold time. We're bundled up. We got hip waders on. And we're in this water. And it is ice, ice cold, baby. And so we, we fished what seemed to be like forever. And we seem to have walked a long ways. Like, I think we are like a long ways away from the car, at least a two-day walk back to the car to just go home, okay? That's how far we've been fishing and how long it's been. But, you know, you know the fishermen, the mighty fishermen kept saying, hey, just one more bend, just one more bend. Like, just one more bend. 
Like, I, I don't think we were catching many fish that day, but just one more bet. Like, just one more cast. That's what he kept saying. One more, one more, one more. So sure enough, we keep walking, and sure enough, I step in a hole in the river, and I go under. My hip, my uh, chest waders fill up with nice, fresh, ice-cold water. Water. And now I am in trouble. I am shivering. It is cold out. And my brother Frank comes over and he drags me up out of the hole and out of the river. And, and to keep me from getting frostbite, hypothermia, and to save my life, he takes off his clothes and he wraps them around me. Needless to say, that was the final bend of the day. And I don't even remember, like, if we even caught any salmon that day. I don't. But what a great act of brotherly love. Wasn't that just a great act of brotherly love? Like, greater love has no man than this, than one take off his jacket and wrap it around his brother. And, of course, my mom would have killed him if he would have come home without me. Crazy, crazy fishing stories, right? Every fisherman has these wild and landish stories that are out there. Fish on. Fish on. The mission of Jesus. Fish on. Keep going. But this idea of fish on also means something else. It means that the line is tight. It means that the pole is bent. It means that the bait has been eaten. And it means that we are hooked up. Like, that is a cool thing to be hooked up, especially if you're fishing off the coast and you're hooked up to something big. And if you're going to fight that thing for a while, you're hooked up. That is amazing. What it means is this. Dinner is on the way. Dinner is on its way to the boat. Polly, go get the net. Open the cooler. It means it's a good day on the water, man. Fish on means we've got fish in the cooler we're going to eat tonight. Here's what... Fish on kind of looks like, uh, I'm going to share a few pics from our past uh, adventures, okay? Fish on, here's what it means. Fish on. This is some night fishing off the pier that no longer exists in Fort Myers. But the pier fishing, we'll find another way to catch some fish at night. That's a big old sheep's head Paul, Polly caught. Fish on, we're going to eat well that day. That's fish on. <laughs> Starfish on. That's Stevie. That's his big catch of the day. It's a beauty. Uh, there's a nice little uh, fish right there, little catfish that we caught out at night. Fish on, fish on. There's Frankie, Frankie, with his little hoodie and a blowfish right there. Um, that's kind of fun. First time I ever went fishing like in the uh, Gulf with, um, uh, we were living in Tampa, Florida. And uh, another fish story. And so I'm out there fishing me and um, I think John Michael was with us. And we were with uh, Mr. Tyree. He took us fishing in his nice, cool old boat. But we went out and we're fishing and he catches one of these puffer fish. And uh, it wasn't puffed up. So he tickled its stomach. It puffs up. And then I'll never forget this. He punts it like a football back into the ocean. Funniest thing ever seen. Fish on, fish on, fish on. There's some more fish. We jumped out of the boat and fished on the shore, caught some more fish, some really cool fish. A lot of fish, a lot of fish, fishing on, fishing on. Paulie's, or Stevie's got a shark here. We caught off the pier one day and got to play with that for a little while. And this is uh, George, my good buddy George, down in the Keys. And that's that parrot fish. That is a cool, cool, cool fish. And I'm sure you've got lots of fish stories too, but these are mine. It's mine. It's my chance to share today.
show and tell. Fish on. So today, uh, today what we're going to discover in our fish story uh, with Jesus, we're going to discover something really cool. And so here, here's what happens. This is straight out of the New Testament, Luke chapter 5. If you've got your Bibles, go to Luke 5. And uh, we're going to share um, in this story, this awesome fish story uh, with Jesus and the disciples. It's, it's incredible. Here we go. One day Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, which is also called the Sea of Tiberias. It's also called the Sea of Galilee. The people were crowding around him and they were listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. Cool. He got into one of the boats. If you can picture this, Sea of Galilee. They're up there at the top, probably near Capernaum. And they're at the edge of the, 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 the water. They're, they're probably facing to the south toward Jerusalem, that direction. It's a beautiful lake. You can see from and side to side. It's, 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 it's so flat and then it's hilly. And so you could see everything around a long ways off. It's not like the ocean where you can't see nothing. Or the lakes up north, Lake uh, Erie and Lake Michigan, where it's so, they're so big, you can't see the other side of it either. But so he, 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 he saw at the water's edge two boats left there by fishermen who were washing their nets. And he got into one of the boats, the one that belonged to Simon, and he asked him to put out a little from the shore. And then he sat down and he taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Simon, put out into the deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we worked hard all night and haven't caught anything, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. And when they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in another boat to come on over and help them. And they came and they filled both boats and they both began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus's knees. Remember, Jesus is in the boat. And he said, go away from me, Lord. I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee. Those are the other brothers that are fishermen as well. Simon's partners. That's cool. They got this fishing business going on. Then Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people. You will fish for people. So they pulled their boats up on shore. They left everything and they followed Jesus. This is crazy. This is a great story. This is a true story, man. Like if you hang around people long enough who hunt and fish, then you have heard some wild tales about hunting and fishing. And it's usually about the one that got away, right? That's the one they're going to, we want to talk about, the one that got away. <clears throat> These stories usually begin kind of like this. Well, it's one time I was uh, like fishing off the, sh the coast of uh, Florida out in the Keys, you know, with my buddy, my buddy and his friend. Man, we looked into this monster. It was a sailfish. It was huge, man. It was huge. Like, it was, like, really big. And, and we looked into it. It's this monster sailfish. And we fought this thing for, like, it seemed like hours. Long time. 
This thing went everywhere. It danced on the water, you know, like you see in the, in the films on, on TV. And finally, we brought this, this fish. This is how these stories go. Uh, we brought this fish into the boat. We held it up. It was huge. The biggest fish that I have ever reeled in. It was humongous. It was so incredible. It was a real monster. It was about, it had to be, it had to be at least like, at least this big. Like it was huge. What? You uh, don't believe my fish story? You don't believe my fish story? I, I, yeah, I, I understand. It's like, it's unbelievable kind of a story. But check this out. I got proof of my fish story. So take that. Sailfish. The nose keeps going out the hair. This thing was a monster. It did everything I said. It danced on the water. It was incredible. Fishing in the Keys with my buddy George and his friend, his pilot friend. A true story. Lots and lots of fun. Now, Jesus has a number of fish stories as well, where fish on is the truth of the story. And in this particular one that we just read, there's a number of really cool lessons that we can learn from the story we just read of Jesus in the boat and this miraculous catch of fish. Now, the first thing, the first thing when we think about fish on and the lessons we learn from Jesus, when Jesus says fish on, the first thing is this, keep this is what we learn. Keep the most important things most important. That's what we got to do. Do not let the world like hijack the priorities of God in your life. Don't let the world rip those away from you. The things that are most important. Now, we got to think about this as we go through this message from a physical standpoint and a fishing standpoint, like really fishing, real life fishing, but also from a very spiritual standpoint of being fishermen for God. Okay, so keep those two, let that keep bouncing back and forth in your heart and your mind. Keep the most important things most important. So look, here it is. Check it out. One day, Jesus, going back to the top of the story, we're in uh, this passage, and uh, one day Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, and the people were like crowding around him and they were listening to Jesus. Look, listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by fishermen. They're washing their nets. So he gets into one. It's Simon's boat. And he asks Simon if he could just push him out from the shore a little bit. And then Jesus, look what he does. He sits down. You can picture this whole thing, right? He sits in the boat just off the shore. The people are all filled in the shore now. They're everywhere. Sitting on rocks, under trees, maybe sitting on the sand. They're everywhere. Sitting on other boats. And he's got this like amphitheater in front of him. And look what it says. Then he sat down in the boat and he taught the people from the boat. Look, here's the lesson. The word of God in our lives has got to come first. The word of God must come first. Like in the fishing world, in the fishing world, th this could... This, this uh, would be like, come prepared. Like when you're going fishing, prepare yourself to go fishing. Know what kind of fish 
you're gonna fish for, what kind of bait you're gonna need, what are the weather conditions going to be, are you fishing in deep water or are you fishing in shallow water, do you have your fishing license? Hopefully by now we do. Know as much as you can before you venture out. In our spiritual walk, this means that we must, we must be about living according to the word of God. The word must be our way of living every day. The word is our guide. It's our compass. It's our wisdom. It's our truth. The world, the world has a lot to say to you about how you should live your life. And the world is trying to shove its agenda and its lifestyles on our kids and on our families and on people. And you and I, you and I, if left to do it according to our own logic and our own understandings, we're going to leave really important eternal things out because we are, we are naturally selfish and worldly. Like we're consumers, what we are. See, our fishing motto has got to be, as for me and my crew, me and my crew, God's truth comes first. This is going to be the pattern for my family. This is going to be the pattern for my life. And this is going to be the pattern for everything that I do. What God says, what God says matters most. Keep the word of God first. In everything that you do, keep the word of God first. Fish on, fish on. Secondly, secondly, when you go in your own efforts, this is what we learned from this story, this passage, this miraculous catch of fish. When you go in your own effort, you're probably coming up empty. You're going to come up empty. You might have a little success, but you're not going to have as much as you could. The impact that you're going to have is going to be minimal. And you will leave important things undone. In fact, if you go in your own effort, you will probably miss what God is up to altogether. You're going to get the worldly experience, but you are going to miss completely what God is trying to do. Because oftentimes what God is trying to do in our life and around us and through us is, is totally beyond. It's way more complicated than what we think is happening. Check it out, verse four. Oh, wait, correct. Where am I, where am I, where am I? Oh, I gotta come back to that. I'll come back to that. Here we go, verse four. Let's jump to verse four. Verse four, when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep water and let the nets down, let down the nets for a catch. Right? No fishing poles, nets. They're tossing nets. Simon answered, Master, we, we've worked hard all night. We haven't caught anything, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. Because you say so, Lord, I'll let down the nets. Lord, we've worked hard all night. We've worked hard. Look, here, here's the lesson. The lesson is simply this. Fish smarter, not harder. Just simply fish smarter, not necessarily harder. Simon is like Jesus, Jesus, like Jesus. Like we've been doing, me and my brother Andrew and James and John, we got this, we got this fishing business, brothers in this 
We fish this lake all our our fathers have taught us to fish this lake. We have fished this lake all of our life. We know every nook and cranny, we know it all. And Jesus, listen, listen, we have fish stories that would blow your mind, Jesus. And, and besides, this, this last night we tried every bait that we had. We threw those nets everywhere that we thought there might be fish in every spot out there. We have worked hard. We worked all night. And they're just not biting. The fish are just not there. They're not biting. We have exhausted Jesus. We have exhausted all of our strength and all of our resources. That's what Simon is feeling. Now, have you ever been in that position? Have you ever been there in this place in your life? Think about this. Like at the very end of your rope. Like most people, most people have, have experienced feelings of like, I can't go on anymore. This is, this is just not worth it. Most people on the planet, because we're human, because things happen, and we get discouraged and we get um, hurt and it's painful and it takes hard work to get up and keep moving. Most all of us at some point have felt like, I don't know, I don't know how I'm going to go on. We've all felt a little bit like we're at the end of our rope and we have nowhere else to turn. Maybe a little bit like in Luke 8, the woman, remember the woman who had this issue of blood? She, she was hemorrhaging and uh, she had been uh, dealing with this blood issue for 12 years of her life. 12 years. That's a long time. Maybe, maybe you have uh, a sickness. Maybe you have discovered or heard or found out that you have a Maybe there's a life crisis going on in your world. Maybe, maybe you, you just got some bad news about yourself or about somebody you love. Maybe you lost your job, smashed your truck. Maybe a family member is sick. You know, this woman in the Gospels, man, she, she fought her way through the crowd. She nudged her way through the crowd. She wasn't supposed to touch people because she was unclean. She had blood going on. Not supposed to touch people. You're unclean. Stay away from the crowds. She pushes her way through the crowd. She fights her way and she touches the edge of Jesus's garment because she believed 100% that if I just touch him, Jesus has the power and I will be healed. This is what she believed. She knew it. And the Bible says that she had already exhausted all of her funds. She went to every doctor in her town. Nothing seemed to work. She was weary and her resources were gone. But then came to town Dr. Jesus. He comes walking into town and she touches the edge of his cloak and power goes through her and she is healed. Why? Why? Why like this? Why so long? Why 12 years? Why? Because Jesus doesn't want us to try on our own? Absolutely not. Because doctors are useless in the medical field? Absolutely not. Because trying to find relief for our issues is wrong? Not at all. The reason for this amazing healing and the reason for this miraculous catch of fish is to show us all very clearly that God trumps 
all of our efforts. God trumps every effort you will ever make. Where we can't, God can. What's impossible for us is possible for him. Working smarter doesn't mean do nothing. Working smarter means never forget, never forget to add Jesus to the equation. Never forget. Work smarter. Trust God, not harder. Fish up, fish up, fish up, fish up. Finally, the third lesson, the last one is this. When you think you got it all figured out, you don't. Like how many of us have been slapped in the face with that one? When you think you've got it all figured out, you don't. You just simply don't. How many times have you thought, oh man, it's over, we've lost, only to watch the greatest comeback in NFL history take place? I mean, come on, that's happened before. How many times have you thought, oh man, we got this, we got this win, we're killing them, we're doing awesome, only to watch your team blow it in the end, or you. If we've ever, if we've learned anything, it's this. If we've learned anything like in life, it should be this. One more cast, <laughs> those, if you're a fisherman, one more cast sometimes yields the fish of the day. Sometimes you get that fish on that one more cast. The Hail Mary sometimes work. Just ask Doug Flutie. It works sometimes. See, it's never over until it's over. And if you've got breath of life in your lungs, then you have hope and it is not over. How many times, how many times in our own understanding, in our own logic, and in our own wisdom, we thought there is no way, there is no way out of this mess. It's over. We're doomed. Hope is gone. Like how many times have we thought that? I saw this, um, I gotta go back to it. I saw this t-shirt on Facebook the other day. This is awesome. This is a drummer's t-shirt and it says the temple the tempo is what I say. <laughs> Isn't that right? If you're the drummer, you set it, baby. You set the tempo. The tempo is what I say it is. Well, it's not over. It's not over until God says it's over, right? It's not over until the Lord says it's over. When he says it's over, then it is over. But until he says it's over, there's still hope. Look at it at verse four. Jesus said, Jesus said, this is amazing. Jesus said, put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Now you can hear Peter mumbling, right? Peter's kind of mumbling uh, to himself. Oh man, he's exhausted. He's tired. They fished all night. If you've never watched The Chosen, you should watch The Chosen. Uh, this episode of that, kind of the lead into this is so cool. It's neat how they did it. It kind of shows what's going on in Peter's life, maybe. Not, not biblically, uh, from biblical standpoint, but, but possibly from like an in-debt standpoint. Like he needs a catch of fish. It's pretty cool. You should watch it. But Peter's mumbling like, if you say so, I'll let down the nets, Lord. But you know what? I, let the record show. I think it's a waste of time. I, I just think we're wasting our time. We, we know what we're doing. We've been doing this a long time. But okay, if you say so. And then the miracle of verse six. When they had done so, when they simply obeyed Jesus and did what he said rather than what they thought, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. They got their partners 
Andrew and John, or James and John, come over, bring your boat, bring your boat. And they start pulling the net up and they're filling both boats to the brim. And now the boats are so heavy, they're beginning to sink. They're beginning to go under. This is incredible. This is amazing. This is unbelievable. This is awesome. Talk about fish on one more cast. They're at the shore. They're done for the day. They're going to cast one more time. And look what happens. Here's the truth about our fishing mission, you guys. This is the truth about our fishing mission. And I say ours, our fishing mission, because if you're a believer in Jesus, then all of us have been commissioned to fish on, to fish for men to share the gospel of Jesus and his love with the world around us, with everybody that we can. We are commissioned to fish on. No matter what your occupation, no matter what job you have, no matter how old you are or where you live, we have been, as believers in Jesus, we have been recommissioned on this planet to fish on. And here's the simple lesson. From this passage, it's this. Listen to the fishing pro. Just listen to the expert. Listen to the fishing pro. Like you may think you know. You may think and believe with all your heart that you know. But God always knows better. There's nothing wrong with trying stuff. There is nothing wrong with failing forward and learning and growing and expanding. I think God loves our questions. I love I think he loves our attempts. I think he loves that. There's nothing wrong with that. But there is a problem when we doubt God, when we think in any situation on the planet that we know better. This is a huge human error, human mistake. The notion that we can do it without God. The nerve of people to think that they don't need the Lord, that they don't need the creator of the universe. Psalm 14.1 says, A fool says in his heart that there is no God. Now, equally foolish is the person who ignores God, or equally foolish is the person who overlooks God, or the person who puts God on the back burner. As if, I don't need you really, God. I, I got this. Or to do what Peter almost did. To think that in our own human intelligence, that in our own personal experiences, we somehow know better than God. Listen, we must listen to the fishing pro. Listen to the fishing boat. Look, every one of us has a personal call from God. If you're a Christian, if you have been immersed into Jesus and baptized for the forgiveness of your sins, cleansed by the blood of Christ, and you are now back into the presence of God because of the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross, if you are a believer in Christ and a follower of Jesus, and you've, then you have received this personal call from God. And every one of us is on somewhat of a different journey on the planet. A different set of jobs maybe, or career choices, or where you live, or what you're doing, or what phase of life you might be in right now. All a little different. We all come from different places. Colorado, Buffalo, Johnsonburg, North Carolina. But God brings us all together. 
And, and, and there is one thing that makes us all the same. And that is this, Jesus calls every follower of his, every follower of his to fish on. He calls us all to fish on, to keep on fishing, to keep on fishing, to keep on fishing. Look, and to keep the word of God the priority. The word of God is first. It matters most. It's the priority. Secondly, to fish smarter, not harder. And number three, to listen to the fishing pro. Listen to the master. Listen to the expert. Listen to Jesus. Boys, go catch a monster. Go and catch a monster. And sis, sis, we love you, sis. We love you too. God bless you guys. Have a great week and we will see you next Sunday. God bless.